This is Cassandra Harris Lockwood, and this is the Hot Seat. Hi, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in this evening. Today is January. January. I'm looking at the wrong calendar. Today is December the 23rd, the day after December the 22nd, which we had our wonderful TV show last night. And I hope uh, many of you caught it. Dr. Dust, did you catch it? Oh, no, that's the wrong answer. Okay, but, you know, he, he will pay. <laughs> there, there will be retribution. <laughs> but anyway, I have a very special guest uh, in, in Big B Studios this evening. Very unexpected. Uh, I've been kind of in touch with this wonderful person um, uh, over the past few months. Uh, and um, she is a DJ in her own right. And her name is LaDonna Clark. And I want to welcome you, Reverend LaDonna Clark. And I want to welcome you. Okay, I want you to take these those handles and pull that microphone right close to you. There, so speaking right, right in. There? there you go. Oh, okay. there you, there you right. go. Okay, there we go. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, you were you just happened to be in Whitesboro today when we finally connected on the phone. Yes. And yes. Um, you were able to be here on the show. Absolutely. Because sh- yep, shout out to uh, Miss Mallory's transportation. That's where I was at. <laughs> What's Miss Mallory's transportation? It's a brand new trucking company run by a young woman. And um, she's done a phenomenal, jo- phenomenal job. Her name is uh, Mallory, and um, I'm so glad that she brought me on her team. So, what are you doing? Are you? I'm a truck driver. You're a truck driver. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's very cool. What Semi- kind of trucks do you drive? Semi tractor trailer, the big rig. So you've got, so you've <laughs> got, you've got a, a special license and everything. Class A. Uh huh. <laughs> and how long have you been doing that? Um, since 2014. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, I I do uh, children's songs. Mm-hmm. And I have a song, I'm a big rig driver. Oh, <laughs> right. But it's not the same kind of rig. It's not, you know, it's a construction, yeah, construction I, equipment. But I, go ahead. And I like to say, drive is what I have, and drive is what I do. Okay. <laughs> All right. And where does your drive come from? It comes from God, the, okay. holy, the holy hookup. Okay. All right. Okay. And, you know, you were telling me a fascinating story this afternoon about how you made the switch from the the uh, profane to the sacred. Let's put it like that, right? Say sacred well, to profane? No, you know, uh, profane well, to it was, I would say, mainstream. Okay. Because it hadn't become moved to profane okay. as of yet. It was all. It was still clean fun. You know, it, it, was, it was still, uh, uh, the FCC hadn't changed their rules yet in reference to cursing. I had an FCC license when I was on the air and radio, and if we would have thought about cursing at that time, we would have been fired. Well, <laughs> you know, um, I have I've I've told the story many times on the air about how the music industry mm-hmm. uh, made a conscious shift yes, to embrace, uh, you know, violence. Uh, you know, uh, calling women bees and H's. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Violence, vulgarity, mm-hmm. and vice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, how about the three V's? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and they they embraced it, and they, mm-hmm. they but they had a pact with the for-profit prison companies mm. industri- industries wow. that they said if we if you embrace this music and mm-hmm. you bring these these artists in mm-hmm. we will guarantee you a, a a steady flow of uh customers into your for-profit prisons wow. I'll, I'll show you that article but you tell it from your your end of it because it's it's fascinating it's yeah, fascinating yeah well um i mean you I were w- 21 i was 21 i was at the top of my game, number one in what they call the National Arbitron Ratings in Charleston, South Carolina, at a radio station called WWWZ, Z93, 
And um, I was doing it. I was at the top of my game. I was coming on stage with, oh, God, everybody. Um, uh, Slick Rick James, um, uh, uh, the first, some of the first women of hip-hop uh, sequence, uh, funk you right on up, gonna funk you right on up. And um, also... Um, you have a nice voice, by the way. Oh, thank you. And, you know, and <laughs> Teresa and I were talking. You can sing a little bit, too. Because you got into a couple of little tunes when we were talking on the, on the, on the phone. You. But go ahead. Keep going. I wanted to share also that I broke uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince Will Smith's first record on the radio called Girls Ain't Nothing But Trouble. And when it was a 12-inch, a white label with black magic marker in Charleston, South Carolina, on my station. Um, I used to bring on stage the fat So wait, fat so wait, you were you them. were you were a radio personality mm-hmm. and you were a performing artist. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, yep. And so anyway, we just want to as far as the shift is concerned, um, I was at a club. I told, I was first, first of all, first of all, I want to I want to um, uh, thank th- again, thank you for being here. Okay. And I want you to calm down because I know it was tough. <laughs> <laughs> It was kind of a circuitous route that you took to get here, but right. we got you here. So just, you know, you know. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. Thank there you. you. And go. it's also like a full circle because I left radio mainstream in Charleston because of what God had told me. The music was going from clean fun to nasty as you want to be, no respect for you and me. And it was going to be like, it was going to be like psychological murder. And if I didn't want that blood on my hands. To step away. To step away. And to come back to your station today, it's um, I'm I'm really I'm really excited and and um, just I need to just take it mm-hmm. down a little bit mm-hmm. because there's so many things going on in my head right now because God has told me about this moment and have told me things that have come to fruition and this is one of those things so I'm really I'm really excited about what God is doing but I was at a club. Um, in um, South Carolina, in Monk's Corner, South Carolina, when God spoke to me, and um, it, I had about 200 people waiting to hear me perform at the club, and and like I said earlier, to be perfectly honest, I was extremely um, high on different kind of drugs and everything, and I was in my dressing room, and to say how far back it was, I had my Michael Jackson Beat It jacket on, <laughs> 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 with 200 people waiting for me to perform back in uh, 1985. Uh-huh. And um, that's classic time right there. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And um, so I'm in my dressing room and I hear this voice call my name, you know, LaDonna. And I'm like, okay, I'm high and I'm hearing voices. So <laughs> then it calls my name a second time and I said, okay, I might be high, but I'm not crazy. So I start checking the closet and checking up on the couch. And then after that, I said, you know what? I listen to everybody else. If this voice speaks to me one more time, I'm going to, I'm going to do what it says do. And, and you I, know what? I'm going to. Go I want to just hold there for a moment okay. because we're going to break for commercial yes. and we're going to keep a people in suspense All right. as to what happened next. Thank Stay you. tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Cassandra Harris-Lockwood and this is The Hot Seat. Hi, folks. I am back with LaDonna Clark and she has left us in suspense. <laughs> so we're in your dressing room. Yes. There's 200 people in a club waiting for you to perform. Mm-hmm. You're high as a kite. You hear some noise. <laughs> you hear some voices. You start looking for him. You realize, yeah, okay, I might be high, but I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. So this is number two. Call your name. Right. Third time. Third time, the, the voice, the one voice says, no show tonight. Go home. You'll be back, but not as you were. And I believe that if I would have stayed, I would probably have OD'd and been the next person in my family to be laid to rest from substance abuse. 
I had previously buried my, my um, two oldest brothers um, from heroin, and um, I'm, I, I just know, and, and my Aunt Betty, um, from the age that she contracted trying to get drugs, and my Aunt Liz that was murdered by her boyfriend, when she went back to her husband and she was an alcoholic. And I just really believe that God saved my life that night, and um, I'm, I'm just thankful, thankful and grateful and be able to break the generational curse. And that's what happened that night. We broke well, it. I, it sounds to me like that was one of many ways that you would have been taken down. Yes, taken out, you're right. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep, that, yes. Speaking of something else we spoke about earlier, as far as the music industry, I mean, I was, I was a celebrity, so I believe that, you know, they would have just continued to give me the stuff for free because I was a celebrity. They, I didn't have to buy any of it, you know? And then the second thing was um, the industry, it just... It took a turn. Yes, it took, it a, took turn. a turn. It took a turn. It took a nasty turn, but God... Society took a turn. Mm-hmm. I remember 1985 mm-hmm. because I was a young mother and um, I wasn't used to sitting around watching television. I was out doing stuff and mm-hmm. all of a sudden I'm in the house, you know, taking care of a baby. Mm-hmm. And I was watching. I really had not really watched MTV that much. Mm-hmm. And in 1985 is when I started watching it. And I looked at it and I said, I feel like I'm being sexually assaulted. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to watch this. Mm-hmm. You know, what is this? You know, I, I, I and it was black people mm-hmm. you know taking it to that you know Next. that nasty level right. okay right. and i was i really wasn't you know uh, that was not my my orientation right. and uh so i stopped watching and and, and you know what's happened since then and that became reality tv with the exploitation of of, of black women and black Absolutely. men and then the, the you know the and they the also they removed the elders Okay. Yeah. They put all these little. They put these. You, all of a sudden, you start seeing little kids um, singing about adult context mm-hmm. con- of Content, love yeah. and type of type of things, and you know, and and they just kept getting younger and younger, and they just all. And then all of a sudden, it's like the industry didn't want nothing but you know testosterone and hormones. Okay, and that's all you're going to get from teenagers. And and they want they, yeah, they have no guidance right yeah. they didn't yeah, no, want they no, didn't no want the Luther Vandrosses anymore they didn't want the Isley Brothers just and, what I said uh, right. they they mm-hmm. chose the right. the gangster and the, the you know the more vile and violent mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, artists right and this is no slam let me let me put it to you this way this it, it, when I was I was somebody who fought to get gospel rap played on radio and also to get the Whining Brothers who teamed up with Teddy Riley played on gospel stations. When they um, they said, it's time, time to make a change, and we are the people who can do it. I had to fight to get black gospel stations to play them back in the day. Um, the f- way before Kirk Franklin, I was fighting to get, you know, gospel that people could dance to and young people could relate to, mm-hmm. you know, played on So on how, wh- when did, wh- at what point did you make the turn into gospel? It, what, that was 85 when you made the, wh- when you the, shift. the shift. Right. And so... What? Same time, I, um, they, they, the consultants came in, and the computers, and they said um, that's when they started to, to squelch the voices of the DJs, and I could no longer be Lady Jam. I had to be LaDonna Clark, and if I said anything that wasn't on the paper, you know, um, I was fired. That they had printed out and stuff like that. So, and then eventually the corporation, yep, yeah, the and, corporate yep, influence, yeah. And they told them to put me on overnights. Well, if you take me out of wow. a prime time wow. slot where I was number one and celebrated at the station. You know, There's to put me on, on overnight. Yeah, that's something going on. No problem. If, but if I'm going to do overnights, I'm going to do positive message music, and I'm going to be able to play some gospel in between Earth, Wind, and Fire. So that's what I do. Well, see, you know, the other piece that that happened is the 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 
promotion of the hypersexualized image of black men and black women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's been going on since slave times. But mm-hmm. they promoted it, they monetized it, they uh, 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 pushed it. And, right. and, you know, so what, what went from, you know, doo-wop, shoo-bop, and, you know, uh, har- nice harmonies and, and some groovy moves mm-hmm. became something else altogether different. Right. Well, I want to continue what I was um, starting to say before because it's important. When the rap game changed from clean fun to nasty as you want to be, at first I was upset. I was really upset because I helped to create the industry mm. on radio. I played the music. I played the songs. But then God sat me down and said, hold up, wait a minute. Let me put some God in it, okay? <laughs> and said, this is who these young people are. And grown people, grown people went and got these young people and put them in mainstream. Grown people went and got them because they figured out they could make a profit off of them regardless of what it would do to our community. What the messaging was. Right. Right. So I want to be very clear about that. There, you know, one thing about what I found, whether it's gospel rap or, or you know, um, gangster rap, whatever, uh, or street rap, whatever, there we, we most, we speak from, we speak our truth. So if that's their truth, I, you know, I had to learn. I said, that's their truth. You can't yeah. take their yeah. truth yeah. from them. Yeah. And it's sad that the industry said the only way that you would let us speak our truth is if we were cursing, cussing, and calling our, our and women. And talking about misery, misery right, and right, yeah, vice. Right. And, yeah. and um, um, Al Gore's wife and one of the black senators from California went to fight to get the explicit lyrics on the um, music. They fought to get that sticker on the explicit lyrics. Right. But okay. they didn't fight, and nobody didn't march for what they were saying in the lyrics. You know, the police are, bru- are brutalizing us. The police are giving us drama. You know, they wasn't, they weren't, nobody was marching. About content. Right, nobody was marching. The reality of their life. Yeah, they their didn't life. care about the root of why they were saying B's and H's. Something happened in their life to to flip the script on how they saw women, women. And I find, I find in speaking to the young people that a lot of times they've had these experiences with um, females and whatnot or, or, or mothers or older fem- women who, you know, have molested them. Yes. And so, and yeah, then. Predation, then, predi- and, yep. and then predatory some of sexual them, acts coming from women on y- onto younger men. And yes. another thing is one young man told me the story of how he woke up every morning in the drug house because his mother was the was the kingpin so this is what they knew this is what they knew and and grown people who knew better in the industry who knew who knows how powerful when you put something in the media commercials or whatever how it's programmable yeah and put it in put a put a catchy tune to it mm-hmm. an earworm yeah. yes it, it, you drive right into your consciousness so I, for me it's grown people okay. not the young people okay mm-hmm. so all right so we're how did you make the shift into, let's see, you're at late night, mm-hmm. you're at late night, and you are beginning to put God-influenced music in, in between, <laughs> between. Yeah, the, your, your playlist that somebody else made for you, right? <laughs> right? Well, they were, they were giving me a little latitude okay. since I was overnight to kind of you know, put that together a little bit because um, I brought it to them as something that we could do overnight. And so they gave me a little latitude. Qu- question: Who did they put in your number one spot in the date in the ma- ma- la- mainstream? Whoever it was that they felt that you know they could, they wanted to put in there. That's the only thing I can say. They and what it was a man. Y- you know what? I don't even remember. 
Okay. To tell you the truth. Okay. Because when I left, I left. Uh-huh. I left mentally. I left. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah. So that's that was 35 years ago. Absolutely. Yeah. That, and I went to college for radio broadcasting. And, you know, it was something that was very important for me. So to walk away and then to trash my career, finan- and trash, trash my finances, it was big. But this, the God that... Um, had blessed my life and ch- turned it around and helped me do something I couldn't do for myself, I was going to follow it, and, and, and I'm glad that I did because I'm still here today. So question, how did you clean up? Um, basically, spiritually, me and God, we stayed talking to one another every day um, for, you know, the rest of my life. <laughs> I, I haven't stopped. I tell people, God gave me a high, a real high, one that's lasted since 1985. Now, that's a high, okay? Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and it's just about talking to God and talking things out, um, changing a mindset. Uh, God helped me to, instead of thinking about so much about what I can't do, what I could do, mm-hmm. instead of thinking about my mother told me she should have flushed me down the commode, which means abort me. Um, instead of thinking about my father said I was never going to be nothing because I was going to be just like my mother. Um, God said, no, 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 no. Uh-uh. Flip the script. Okay. That's right. That's so right. every time the, the negative thoughts or the negative energy would come at me, God would flip the script and tell me, you know, um, I got something better for you. And not just tell me, but show me and put me into ministry. And wind up put me into ministry, said, I want you to go um, do this, do that. I want you to say this and, and tell your story. Most importantly, God said, tell your story because your story is going that's to continue, help you part. to heal. And that's what really, every time I told my story, to different people in schools and prisons and, and just wherever God has sent me to churches it's, and somebody would come up to me and, and say thank you so much because I'm going through that with a family member of mine every time I kept telling my story it was the testimony it helped to heal me I want to I want to flip the script it's yes. really important I, um, I I was in touch with a family just uh, yesterday and there's a young man who was looking for a job that he really wanted mm-hmm. and there was a he ended up, he, he did well in the interview, but it said that he needed to have a license. Mm-hmm. And what I heard was, well, that's all he has to do to get this job. Mm-hmm. And what they were saying was, this is why I, don't, uh, this is why I can't have that job. Mm-hmm. So the only thing you have to do is get the license. Mm-hmm. It's not really, it's not holding you back. It's just something you've got to go after. Right. There's a difference in how you perceive it. Mm-hmm. If this is, well, he, that's why he didn't get the job, or that's all you need to do to get the job. Right. It's a difference. A mindset. Mm-hmm. Different mindset. Mm-hmm. And one's positive and one's negative and holds you back, and one's positive and, 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 and pushes you forward into your next adventure. Right, right. And I had um, grown up in the streets of New York, um, you know. We're, we're, we're in New York. <laughs> okay. Let's hear it. All right. My dad lived in Queens. Mom lived in Brooklyn. So I got kind of the best of both of those worlds. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it was, it was but most importantly i had a cultural experience that was diverse and i really appreciated diverse cultural experience it was it's something that um, i know uh, helps me to deal with people in my life today from all walks of life which is you know definitely awesome so and where did you go where did you go to broadcasting school and when um, was that that was in um uh, sumter south carolina actually sumter south carolina and that was after i graduated from spring valley high school in columbia i did my last two years um, in Spring Valley, after my dad left um, New York and went south, he um, he uh, retired from the New York City Transit Authority and went south and gave me the opportunity to leave the city and come with him. And I took the opportunity to do it, and I'm glad that I did. Sure, yeah, sure. Finished, finished high school and 
went on to college for radio radio broadcasting. And then you then you got the jobs in the radio stations after you had the the, mm, the, uh, the certificate. College. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Got the c- speaking of certificate license, whatever. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I got my FCC license. But okay. Yeah. Great. That's great. It was a wonderful experience. Yeah. Yeah. But um, you know, um, music. Um, I grew up listening to my mom gave me Marvin Gaye, The Supremes, Sarah Vaughan, Buddy Rich. And my dad gave me um, James Brown and uh, uh, Al Green and um, the great blues. Oh, God, I can't. B.B. King. <laughs> I massaged his hands. Oh, wow, really? I massaged B.B. <laughs> King's hands. Yeah, I did. Oh, yep. God, he yep. could play that guitar. Yeah, he could. Oh, my God. So got the best of both worlds. But music and radio, whatever was going on in the crib that, you know, I just go in my room and I turn on the WWRL in New York and, and I would just get, just get lost in the music. And, and then I, would, I was also a TV buff. I would watch television. And so, you know, the, the music and the media and all this stuff, this has been in, in my, embedded in my bones, you know. But I tell people I'm an outreach hip-hop pastor, not because hip, you know, because hip-hop is in vogue. It's because hip-hop is in my soul. Yeah. So you got some, you, you got some jams that you, you know, you have that we're, we will eventually we will hear them yes absolutely right. I can't wait you to got anything for us uh, right now you got any let's go let's go okay so it's old school y'all I'm telling you because you know I've been around <laughs> for a while but anyway um, uh, I'm a street wise Christian and I'm heaven bound with my homeboy Jesus Christ yo you know I'm down I'm kicking demons in the face with my spiritual words because the power of God gives me plenty of nerve to serve the devil's helpers with a dispossessed hands off the lost sheep I rebuke that mess the devil tries to tear down all that is good but now I got him running scared from this homie from the hood why let me tell you why because the spirit of the Lord is upon me anointed I stand to preach and free the poor the homeless even the brokenhearted but wait just a minute because yo I'm just getting started all right all right all right all right <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Y'all listening? You put me on the spot. Uh, so. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's a hot seat. <laughs> I, had to, I had to pull out one of my classics. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. So you know, and last night we were, you know, we was we were singing up some Jesus last night. Okay. You okay. know, some Christmas. We sang up some Christmas last night, and this is only right that you should come home, you come back here, and come home. Interesting. Yes. Come home, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yes, thank you. Let me say something to the young people. Let's talk about school on the serious tip. See, school is a tool and you need to use it. But some of you think that school is a joke, a well-thought-out plan, some kind of hoax. Well, if you think that, yo, I'm sorry, you're wrong. And this might seem like the same old song, but it was true for me and it's true for you. No matter what you say and no matter what you do, kick it, stay in school, I play by the rule, I stay in school, I play by the rule. Stay in school, stay a stay in school. Yo, I'm a stay in school player. I play by the rules, the rules, the rules, the rules. The rules. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> thank you. You know what? Well, we have this program called the Study Buddy Club mm. that we've had since 2000 and th- 2003. Mm-hmm. 2002, 2003. And um, it used to be uh, in person. We'd get the kids on the bus at the library and take them up to Hamilton College where they, you know, meet their tutors, have a great lunch, meet their tutors, and you know, uh, do their studying and then do some sort of great program that the college students would put together for them and come on home. And, um, well, 
well, COVID took care of that, right? Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we've just gone, <coughs> excuse me, we've just gone to a digital platform. Mm-hmm. It took a lot of time and a lot of work from a lot of people to make it happen. Right. But we have tutors from Hamilton College and Colgate University wow. that, uh, you know, we, we, we have a Zoom platform. The kids get their own email address and plug in. And mm-hmm. we've got a commitment from, you know, these students to help our inner city at risk youth. And, you know, I would, um, you know, I I would think that, uh, yeah, you'd probably be a really good gateway to, you know, get them plugged in because it's been so hard for, you know, all the parents trying to Mm -hmm. just get their kids to, to, to log on, stay connected, Mm -hmm. and they don't have the ability or the, the education to help them. Well, if I can help you, let me know. You know? Yeah, well, this is, you know, that, that was great Mm -hmm. because we, uh, actually we're, um, you know, we're looking now to get things set up for after the new year to get the kids back in. Because mm-hmm. so many, you know, even students that were good students mm-hmm. are struggling. Wow. And we have kids that are, who are already struggling who have just kind of like, you know, disappeared from the from the platform. Oh, yeah. Well, we got to put it on blast. Edu- yeah. Educate. Yeah. Let me tell you, I was reading a book by Booker T. Washington, Up From Slavery. Mm-hmm. That book is so powerful. Mm-hmm. It's so inspiring. And I'm just telling everybody, like, the, the audio book, the audio book, like, just took me, because I'm a truck driver, I was just listening uh-huh. on while I was driving, and it just took me so many different places in reference to thinking, if he could do that. With what he had? With what he had. You ain't got no excuse. Come on, we don't got have no, no excuse. No, no excuse. He walked 500 miles to get an education. We need to stop playing. Right. But we need to stop talking right now. We got a break for these commercials. <laughs> we'll be right back, folks. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Cassandra Harris-Lockwood, and this is The Hot Seat. Hi, folks. I am back with the wonderful, remarkable LaDonna Clark. Welcome <laughs> back. And and so uh, we left off. We left them hanging again, right? <laughs> what were we talking about? It was, uh, we, we started, you were telling about the, the, the first break was the, uh, um, was the, the voice. Mm-hmm. And this break, what was it? We were, you, were, you were down in, you would come back to Columbia? Columbia, hmm. South Carolina, <coughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I left and, um, and I was doing radio and all that kind of stuff, and uh, got blessed spiritually. All that happened in South. All that happened in South Carolina. Yeah. I told you that's my family home. My father's, my father's people are from South Carolina, yeah. Charleston, South Carolina. That's right. Amazing. That's right. And um, I was a little uncomfortable down there. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, I, I am a Yankee. I am a straight up Yankee girl. All right. I ain't even playing. People right. looking at me. See, and see, my father's really light-skinned, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. My sister's light-skinned, and then there was me. Okay. It was like, I'm waiting for that. <laughs> you know, I, I was, I, was I, I, I don't know what it is, but I just, um, I don't trust the South, because it's just been, It needs you know, work. It needs, it, it's, it's, it's doing, it's doing good. It's making progress. I know it's rock. It's it's rocky up here, but I'm used to the rocks here. You know, <laughs> I don't know what the I don't know what the rock bed, what the rock bed is down there, but I know what it is here. Yeah, for me, it was the um, you know living down there, uh, the politics. I just has to change, and uh, they're working on it. They're 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 definitely working on it, and uh, it's gonna it's gonna get better. And we just got to keep doing working on and it. And Georgia's <laughs> amazing. Oh yeah. You know the transformation in Georgia, and that's such Stacey an Stacey Abrams. Right. 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 <laughs> But the diversity mm-hmm. of the population has so has has, has shifted so, yes. right? And yeah. is it the same in South Carolina? No, 
Manhattan. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it's. I mean, yes, in different parts. Charleston, mm-hmm. you know, pretty pretty cosmopolitan. Charleston, right? Different, yeah. Mm-hmm. But different places are growing at different speeds and stuff. That's what. I, that's my assessment. Um, I've lived in Atlanta. I lived in Atlanta before the 1996 Olympics came through, mm-hmm. and um, and I, you know, I've, it was it was diverse then. Yeah, I I recently learned something about what I I never knew I had any roots in Atlanta. I found out I did that my great 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 something grandfather and mm-hmm. grandmother that my the the grandfather was a slave, but he was Native American. Wow! And mm-hmm. his wife was um, African American, light skinned African American, mm-hmm. and they were slaves to the president of Emory College. It was wild, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. to find, you know, you f- find these links to places and people you've never been. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're probably going to do some more drilling down on that one, but, mm-hmm. so where are your people from other mm-hmm. than, the, you know, um, New York City? Yeah, New York um, and uh, South Carolina. My mo- on my, so mom's, you're, so you're my mom's side, South Carolina, and then on my dad's side, um, Mississippi. But d- your dad went back to South Carolina instead of Mississippi. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, now, he retired... What did he? He was a, uh, worked on the, for the New York City Transit. Right. Authority. So what did he do when he went down to South Carolina? Um, he did retirement things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He was retired. Okay. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but he continued to work because that's my dad. So uh huh. He just did some different things on 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 the business and you know ran a little business until he retired and that kind of thing. So, all right, so when did you come to New York State? How did that happen? New York State, I was trucking. And so you've been a trucker for how long? 2014. 2014. Oh, 2014, yeah. okay. And, you um, did say that, but yeah. uh, but uh, but uh, that's when you came back to New York State, is 2014? Um, you stayed down yeah. in South Carolina? I was in South Carolina until um, 2014, and I graduated from trucking school. And then um, hit the road, and uh, been on the road ever since. But um, I ended up in New York State because there was a good, uh, good friend of mine who was a reporter when I was living in New Jersey, and had did a story about my ministry, Church in the Hood, and because uh, I was doing Church in the Hood when I was in New Jersey, I was in New Jersey for 13 years, and so the, me and the reporter we stayed in touch, and just kind of, you know, just kind of got to know each other and everything. And he said, "Well, have you ever come through?" Cooperstown, you know, let us know. Wow, and Cooperstown. So, yeah. So when I, I, I was on the truck one day, and I was in Herkimer, and I did a Google search, and I realized they weren't far away from me, and I, I contacted um, Thomas Rhodes, and uh, the rest is history, and I've been You here. took a straight shot down 28 <laughs> or something like that and got to him, right? Yeah, but let me tell you how funny, how, how cool God is. God got jokes. There's a story in the Bible um, that talks about a guy named Jonah not wanting to go to Nineveh, right? Right. So I'm on the, I'm on the highway and I see this sign that says Nineveh, <laughs> <laughs> and I said I said God, you got jokes. No, I'm not gonna be like Jonah. I'm going to Nineveh because <laughs> upstate New York to me is Nineveh, you know. Okay, <laughs> all right. So, but but Cooperstown. But when I first connected with you, you were in Oneonta, right? Yes, and I'm still in Oneonta. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're you're based in Oneonta now. Based in Oneonta. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. For the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so all right. So now you're trucking, and so what's what status is your ministry in? Because I know you do stuff online, right? Yes. Every Sunday, it's the Holy Hookup, baby. Okay. <laughs> okay. Virtual Holy Hookup. And what time is that? Um, that's at six o'clock on Facebook Live. Um, six p.m. Uh huh. 
6 p.m. Sundays. Yeah, and that's um, li- under LaDonna, LaDonna Clark, L-A-D-A-N-A Clark, C-L-A-R-K. And that's on Facebook? Uh-huh. Okay. And um, they can also find me on YouTube, and where I rebroadcast the um, virtual holy hookup by going to R-E-V, Rev, uh, period, and then my name, LaDonna Clark, Reverend LaDonna Clark, on YouTube, so they can catch it there as well. And then once we can come come back together, we're going to do that on the first Sunday in February, we'll be in person at the uh, First United Presbyterian Church called the Red Door Church in Oneonta on the first Sundays, the first Sundays of the month, starting Socially again. distanced. Yeah, socially yeah. distanced, uh-huh, starting uh-huh. the first Sunday on on um, in uh, February, just the first Sundays, and then on the 28th of February, I'll be uh, the guest preacher and associate minister because I'm an associate minister at the First Presbyterian Cooperstown Church. First Press in Cooperstown. Yeah. Okay. So I'll be there. F- um, their w- speaker for February 28th. I'm making notes here, <laughs> and that's at 10 o'clock. And Cooperstown's a pretty fancy town. So I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> it is a pretty fancy town. There's, you know, there's uh, uh, lots of um, money down there around the lake and everything. And, and the Baseball the Hall Fenimore, of Fame. The Fenimore Museum and, yeah, yeah the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah. Big uh, uh, tourist town. Yeah. yeah. Nice people, though, that I have been able to meet at the First Presbyterian Church in Cooperstown. They have been wonderful. They're, they're, they're extended family to me. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um... What uh, what's in your future? What do you figure is in your future for? Well, you're you're driving truck mm-hmm. locally now, right? But you and your your ministry is online mm-hmm. and once a month or twice a month. What kind of um, has, has God spoken to you lately about mm-hmm. you know what what uh, to expect or anything? Well, we're gonna try to um, you know just continue to get some things going some more things going online mm-hmm. um, with the uh, with the help of zoom so I can be more personal personable it's with hard some, now with some people it's hard now yeah yeah it's, it's rough but uh, you do you, you use what you have God never asked us to use what we don't have to use what we do have so we're going to be extending um, our outreach with uh, with the zoom very very soon and hopefully I will uh, be at your Radio station very soon. That would be wonderful. We're, we're working on that. We're definitely working on that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's such a difficult time for so many people out there, LaDonna. You know, mm-hmm. that was one of the things yesterday we wanted to kind of acknowledge, that there's just so much uncertainty and and uh, fear. You know, it, you, you can't, like, you know, uh, sneeze or have a sniffle and or cough and think oh my god do i have the you know the rona you know am i sick but you know and um and then that's not even about the death and the illness you know but uh and and people losing their jobs and it's it's security and stability so a lot of mental mental health a lot of things that can um, puncture the nerves of our mental health um most definitely and uh this is a time where also a time of reflection, um, you know, for people to to see that maybe some, there's some things that we need to do differently. Thank you. You know? Thank you. And that maybe some things weren't as important as they were also we thought. And you have to be, um, you have to be mm-hmm. open to those to those possibilities. Yes, you, you know, and there, I don't know um, uh, if you are aware of the big conjunction, the big uh, celestial conjunction that came on uh, about two days ago. 
it was the winter solstice and there was a double conjunction with Jupiter mm-hmm. and Saturn both moved into the sign of Aquarius. Whoa. Powerful. Whoa. And I started that, that, that day, um, I started my show with the fifth, the fifth dimension, you know, oh, and, the, yeah, and that beautiful song. And, and encouraging people to be ready mm-hmm. for a positive change, to yep. embrace it, yeah, to recognize coming. it, to encourage it, to it's magnify coming. it. Mm-hmm. You know, these, 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 posi- these, these, these uh, realities of, of consciousness raising. Mm-hmm. And um, not, to, you know, not to stay stuck in the darkness. There's a lot of darkness right now. Right, right. But we need to bring the light. That's we need, right. We need to bring the light. Um, and expect I, the light. Exactly. You know, like I was uh, actually after we had talked earlier about me, you know, possibly coming over here, I got this thing in my head. It's like, you know, uh, give me the positive, but don't give me nothing at all. And I, I was like, I, I heard I heard a promo. Give me the positive, but don't give me nothing at all. You're listening to 95.5 The Heat, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear you. <laughs> Give me the positive or don't give me nothing at all. You're listening to 95.5, the heat. Right? Okay, we bring in the heat. That's right. No, but seriously, this is a really special time. And the last time that that conjunction occurred mm-hmm. was in 1423 or something like that. Okay? And the next time, uh, there's, there's another one that's coming in 2024 or something like that. Mm-hmm. But these are 20-year cycles and 200-year cycles. And that the the star of Bethlehem was a three planet conjunction that was so bright it's it, it, it you know and and so it continued both day and night mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and it led the wise men to the manger and this um, where you know, I'm hoping that this is leading you know maybe some not so wise men to, <laughs> you know to a better life in a better way and a, and a and a better world but we have to create it we the people have we to have to create it yeah. all the energy whether you call it God whether you call it energy, whether, whatever, I tell people I respect everybody's connection uh, to, to the, the divine, uni- to the divine mm-hmm. and the universe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So whatever that is to wh- whoever's listening, you know, right now, this is a pivotal time. I Absolutely. pivotal time. And we can take this in the direction that we want to take it. We and can make take it positive. And make it positive. We can take it in a positive direc- direction or a negative direction. We can speak life or we can speak death. We can speak, you know, life, or we can speak darkness. And I'm choosing the light right That's now. That's right. I'm choosing the light. I'm That's choosing right. the light. I'm choosing people who are light. I'm choosing things that are light. I'm choosing, you know. I said, one of the things I said is, you know, know what side you're on and play hard. Come on now. All right. Come on. Choose your side and play hard because this ain't no, th- you know, this is it. I play hard and I pray hard. Okay. What? Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I play hard and I pray hard. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, you know. Well, people, you know, I think need, people need encouragement. People mm-hmm. need to hear these things. I, I, I thank God we have this radio station mm-hmm. to be able to share these these messages. Yes. And, you know, on, on, on hearing the voice of God, mm-hmm. um, I, I was having a, I think it was 1998, mm-hmm. and I was having a, a, a terrible time. I had to walk away from uh, an agency that was really kind of riddled with, you know, negativity and mm-hmm. backstabbing and, you know, and, mm. and then, you know, no, no positive stuff. Right. right? And I remember um, I, I got in the bathtub. The bath can be like my, my rocket ship. All so right. I'm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I was crying and I was really glad that my husband and son were in the other room because they didn't hear me crying. Mm-hmm. But 
it was like, God, you can't leave me like this. There were some other things that had happened. It was like, God, you can't leave me like this. You got to give me some, some kind of, give me an answer. Give me a sign. Give me some, just like you heard it. I heard music, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. music. Mm -hmm. I said, well, you know, I don't know what that means. Okay. But I'm going to go with it. Whenever I can choose music, mm-hmm. I'm going to choose music. Mm-hmm. So when this opportunity came for a radio station, what does radio do? Plays music. <laughs> I'm going for the music. There you go. And I commend you for going for it. I commend you for being, you know, uh, the only b- b- black-owned, black woman-owned radio station in upstate New York. That is, that is just, I mean, like unheard of. Like, that's powerful. That's powerful. Thank you, and Madonna. anything, anything that I can do to support um, or to help, I'm here. I'm here. Let's do it. Let's let's put it on blast. Well, I tell you, I got to tell you, I, I was having a conversation <laughs> with a you know an, an advertiser like two minutes, maybe five minutes before you called, and it was a with a big uh, disappointment on not renewing a contract. You mm-hmm. know, and I think okay, I was really kind of, you know relying on that or I, I was thinking that's the you know what was gonna get mm-hmm. and you know you called you know we had kind of set it up before but you know out of the blue you called right. and and I said well this has got to be the answer to that okay one door closes, I will not I, I will not be you know uh, uh, mistaken here mm-hmm. this is the other end of that because yeah that closed this one open yeah and I don't know what's on the other side we don't know but you know what we go forward in faith. Yes, that's right. Okay? That's right. And, you know, that beautiful show that we did last night, I didn't know what it was going to be like, but I knew that it was going to be good, that all the elements were right. We were doing it for the right reason. Mm-hmm. It was it was to honor God and to encourage light, to right. encourage people to have heart, have faith, and Peace. be mm-hmm. strong, and you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and get through this, mm-hmm. you know? And it, it, was, it was lovely. I, I, I couldn't, you know, I mean, sure, there are a couple of little things that would have changed here and there. But, mm-hmm. you know, for the f- that, that's the other thing. That's the only second time that black folks have, like, uh, produced, conceived, produced, and, and gotten a show on television up here. Really? The first time we did it was Juneteenth last year. Th- well, this year. And um, uh, then this time. So. so work has to be done. I know that Black Lives Matter is not in the news anymore. It's and on our wall. Uh, it's on our wall, but it's also when when where I'm going is when so a news story goes down to the bottom, all of a sudden sometimes um, uh, support may change too. You know what? You, you know, know what? Lady T said that today. She said, "You know what?" So we go, we, but that's going to change. You know, you know what she said? It was very. Int- I'm, I'm glad you brought that up mm-hmm. because she said, "You know, um, since." George Floyd, you know, mm-hmm. and, and God since rest the fall, his soul. God rest his soul, you know, he mm-hmm. was a martyr, mm-hmm. th- that, you know, we don't hear too much about Black Lives Matter, and we did not get the response for that show that we should have gotten from mm-hmm. sponsors. You know, there's some wealthy white uh, mm-hmm. businesses out there mm-hmm. that could have, should have, would have, you know, uh, mm-hmm. backed this show. Right. And I think it's really a shame because, you know, being a, a a, a black entrepreneur, yes, right. but I'm also a black not-for-profit leader, right. and uh, the philanthropies do not support us. They do not. They, they don't feel that we can, you know, handle uh, our, ourselves with money or something like that, mm-hmm. or our, our positions are not uh, valid or strong enough, or mm-hmm. you know, whatever. You know, th- th- there's always an excuse. Right. But right. 
you know, we're here to, to make that difference. You know? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And trust me, if, there's, if I can work with the station, um, I'm going to definitely do what I can. And every city that God took me to, when God put me out there to tell my story and to travel, I was in Austin, Texas, St. Louis, Missouri, Louisville, Kentucky, Huntsville, Alabama, Atlanta, New Jersey, now upstate New York. You are a wanderer. Every, hey, wherever God sends me, you write about that. Um, but um, when I left that city, everybody knew who I was and I knew who they were. From the mayor to the city council to the chief of police to whoever who was anybody, I knew who they were. Excellent. I, I either they found me or I found them. And, and sometimes that's what it takes to make the connection. Because I don't think it's not that people want to help. They just got to figure out how this connects to me. Okay. Well, there's plenty to do here in, in Utica. We've got plenty of territory to cover around here, right? And I want to I wanna thank you for, for being here and uh, for, for bringing your beautiful light and energy and words and, and rap and, and uh, your intentions, your great intentions. Because, again, you know... Um, that we, we need more people living in the light. Yes. And uh, I want to thank you. And thank you, folks, for tuning in. The uh, hands are straight up and straight down. Actually, a little past that. But uh, thanks for tuning in. And thank you so much, LaDonna, for joining us tonight. Thank you. Good night, folks. <laughs>